0: Your hosts are here Sammy and Michelle By the end of this podcast You'll know them well Adulting, navigating
1: The journey of life Careers to relationships Pain and strife Put down the rule book. Rethink the status quo If there's another direction You wanna go Find purpose, passion and mastery In all that you do We're status host Hey, Status Post Adulting fam, this is Sammy and Michelle, and you're listening to the 57th episode of Status Post Adulting, where we are talking about the economy being down. But first, let me check in with my co-host, Michelle. How are you doing, Michelle?
0: I'm good, Sammy. I'm not sure if you watched any commercials from the big game, and I know you saw this one because I sent it to you and then bothered you for a week to watch it. For those of you who saw the Toyota Tundra commercial, you may have noticed that they had a bunch of celebrities with the last name Jones in trucks, and the idea behind it was they were keeping up with the Joneses. And then at the end, Nick Jonas pops up and he says, keeping up with the Jonases, which if you have been a longtime listener of Status Post Adulting, you know that's my thing. Just want to let you all know, you heard it here first. Of course, Toyota, feel free to run me my check, but I appreciate that our trending phrases are catching on. And to be clear, Michelle just didn't
1: know that that phrase was keeping up with the Joneses and she legitimately thought it was keeping up with the Joneses because she is such a millennial. That commercial totally stole that from our podcast. And now we know that they are listening to Status Post Adulting too. We hear you. We see you. Thank you for listening.
0: Coincidentally, I do drive a Toyota. And Sammy, how are
1: you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. You know, Michelle and I are just living our little small town life over here. If any of you want to check out our water video, we did a little reel on how we get water here on Instagram. It's pretty exciting. So follow us at Status Post Adulting to check it out.
0: I don't want to brag, but it's going viral. It's going somewhat viral. It's going very viral.
1: In other exciting news, I signed up for the fire dating app. <gasps>
0: What? This is not a dating app for firefighters, is it? Uh, If there is a dating app like that, call at me, okay? I think there's a dating app for lumberjacks. Did we talk about that on our dating app episodes? I think we did talk about that. I just feel like those people will live very far away from here (laughs) because there's no trees.
1: But yeah, the Fire Dating app, aka Firedating.me, is a dating app for people who are interested in financial independence and retiring early. I'm not really sure if I'm. 100% into looking to date right now, unless you're somebody from the app who I talked to and mentioned the podcast to, in which case I'm 100% serious. (laughs) Wow, Sam, I didn't even know this about you. (laughs) Yeah, it's a really cool dating app because it's specifically for people who are into fire. And I will say a lot of these people and me have a lot in common. Like it's kind of funny how many people are into waking up early, then being a little bit in nature and then listening to a podcast while having coffee.
0: While, Sammy, using an app with possibly the worst UI I've ever seen in my life. Worst what? UI. User interface.
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry. The user interface. It's right. Okay. You can't expect the most from that. You know, I think it's functional.
0: I'm just upset, Sammy, because I've been telling everyone that I can't date while I'm in the middle of nowhere. And now I find out that you've been spreading your seeds across this country looking for a man to build a fire with. To be clear, no seeds have been spread. (laughs)
1: And speaking of seeds being planted, many of you have probably been investing in the stock market or maybe index funds, if you're listening to this podcast, and you may have noticed that the economy is down.
0: Yes, Sammy, at the time of this recording, the economy across the board is down some way or another. The S&P 500 itself is down at its lowest point for the year. Who knows, though, maybe by Tuesday, it'll be back up. We cannot say, but... We wanted to talk about it because we thought this would be a great opportunity to talk about preparing for when the economy goes down, because it is inevitable, sometimes for the short term, sometimes for longer than expected, but we did think it was a good conversation to have.
1: Exactly, Michelle. And let me be honest, when I checked my 401k account, because I was trying to do a transfer into my new company, I thought I was robbed. I was like, these people have messed up my finances because I am missing tons of money. Again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in fact, I looked at the s and p five hundred the whole market was down. It's not just me, but that's why this is an important conversation to have because if you forget about the long term, it's easy to be really discouraged by these market downturns,
0: yeah and if you're not like Sammy and you didn't look at your 401 k recently, you might not have even noticed that the market is down because consumer spending is actually up as of last month, so Whether or not you actually notice the economy is down, why it's down, those sort of things are not really what we're going to talk about. What we're going to focus on today is how to make sure you're both mentally and financially prepared for any market downturn.
1: Mental and financial preparedness is correct, Michelle. And I think that's a really important part of this whole market downturn thing. Whenever the market's down, we have to remember that we're investing for the long term. It's not uncommon for the market to go down for a week, a month, years, sometimes, sometimes even a decade, but over the long term, multiple decades, the market does go up. And if you don't believe me, Google S&P 500 and put in max. And when you put in the max amount of time to visualize how much the stock has gone up, you can see that it has gone quite up and even this little small downturn, is just that, a very little small downturn.
0: You make a good point, Sammy, because in this situation, specifically in terms of the United States market, what is the lowest point of 2022 was actually a new high in October 2021. So it is really about perspective. When you are looking at the news or you're looking at what's trending, you might see such things that, oh, the market is down right now, but it is really relative. And I think that's the first thing to keep in mind because the market is really sensitive. It's just people buying and selling stocks and funds based off of their feelings. And if people are scared, they might quickly dump their money. And then the next day, other people might buy it and spring it back up.
1: And Michelle, that's why it's so important to have an emergency fund. The worst time to draw down on your investments, that is the worst time to sell your investments to get the cash, is when the market is down. But if you don't have an emergency fund, you might come across a situation where you're thinking, hey, I better sell now because I actually need this cash to fund whatever's going on in my life.
0: Exactly, Sammy. It's very, very possible that when the economy is down, that's also when you're going to need to reach for your emergency fund. A good example of that is when the market crashed in March of 2020, when COVID hit and the lockdowns hit and the market crashed a lot of people were also losing their jobs they were losing money through side hustles like renters and so a lot of people were scared in that moment and wanted to pull out money from their investments when especially when you look at it now that was the absolute worst time to pull out your money because because literally starting the next day the market went on a tear upwards
1: that's exactly right michelle
0: and i remember me in march
1: 2020 I saw the markets dropping and I felt some anxiety because I knew that whatever money I had invested was not going to be usable during that time period. And that's when I really started to appreciate an emergency fund. Before that, I had heard people talking and saying things like, Hey, you don't need an emergency fund. Your stocks are your emergency fund. It's way less lucrative from a math perspective to keep an emergency fund in cash rather than in the stock market, and I kind of understood that argument. I thought, that's true. You know, why would you keep cash rather than invest everything? I still kept a cash emergency fund just for expenses, but during March 2020, I really appreciated that for me, I like to have a pretty big emergency fund. I like to have at least two years cash, and I know a lot of people will look at that and say, that's way too much cash. You are definitely losing money on that, and I agree. I am probably losing money on that, but I don't really care because it makes me feel comfortable, and when things like these market drops happen, if I have that 2-year emergency fund, I feel safe and I can relax.
0: It's funny, Sammy, because when I listen to different financial gurus and people who are on podcast or give out money advice, a lot of them say the usual rule, which is, you know, keep an emergency fund of 3 to 6 months and then they'll append there and say i do keep a larger than normal amount of money for my emergency fund but that's just because i want to be extra careful so a lot of these finance gurus who are telling you to keep a 3 to 6 month emergency fund are actually even keeping more money in savings even though they know that they may be losing out money because their risk tolerance isn't necessarily that high and i think that does say something
1: it really does michelle and i think now you know even though it may be a short market downturn Or maybe it'll be a long one but now is a good time to check in and see how you feel are you comfortable with how much you have saved in your emergency fund or are you kind of wishing that you had a bigger cushion if yes then it may be worth trying to save up a little bit more money in your emergency fund so that that way when the market tanks in the future you're not going to be stressed
0: exactly Sammy. a lot of having an emergency fund is obviously one part making sure that you are financially secure in case something does happen but the other part of it is about your your own stress levels and staying sane when things go wrong and so I completely agree I think it's good to check in with yourself and make sure that you're at a level that you are happy with
1: and with that emergency fund saved up Michelle any new money that's coming in income extra money that you have should still be going towards your investments And that's because statistically, the market does go up over time. And the last thing you want to do is stop investing, and especially to stop investing when the market's down. It's really like the stocks are on sale at this time. You can buy them, they're going to be cheaper than they usually would be, and statistically, they're most likely going to go up over time.
0: Sammy, I think this is a good time, too, to talk about dollar cost averaging, which is, simply put, having a time every single month where you take a set amount of money and you put it into whatever your fund of choice is. The theory behind dollar cost averaging is that you're consistently putting money into the market month over month without thinking about what the market itself is doing. A lot of people think that the best thing to do is to try to time the market or that They're going to be brave and they're going to put more money in when the market's down. And dollar cost averaging really helps you put in money consistently while not having to worry about your actual psychology. That's right,
1: Michelle. A lot of people try to time the market and they think, oh, I want to put in money when the market's down and I don't want to put in money when the market's up. Sure, that sounds really logical. But the truth is, we don't know if the market is up or if it's going to go more up. And waiting to invest actually causes more problems because statistically, the market is up more than it's down. So if you're waiting to put money into the market, you're probably missing out on growth.
0: People have actually done the math when it comes to putting in money consistently into the market versus waiting until the market is down or saying hypothetically, if you put money in the market every time the market was at its bottom, And outside of the fact that you can't actually predict that in the moment where the quote unquote bottom is, they still found that people who were doing dollar cost averaging or putting the money in the market when they had it worked out the best. And that what actually stays true is that time in the market is so much better than actually trying to time the market. That's right, Michelle.
1: In some ways that you can make sure that your dollar cost averaging is simple things like automatically having your payroll go into your 401k or your workplace sponsored tax advantaged accounts, because that way you're automatically investing a little bit each paycheck. For me, what I do is each paycheck, I check my checking account. Any money that I have extra, I'll also put into a post-tax brokerage fund. So that that way, every few weeks, I'm adding in more money into the stock market.
0: Having your money go into your 401k or things like that, Sammy, is so smart because a lot of times, I know for me, I didn't even realize how much money I was putting to the side because I just never saw that money. It immediately went into things like my tax advantage accounts. That being said, another part of this is that if you do buy into the belief that, especially with this market and the United States market, it will continue to bounce back and go up over the long term and you have a little bit of extra money or you want to save a little bit of your spending and put more money into the market like sammy said earlier some people view this as a time where stocks are at a discount and so if you want to put in a little bit more money that you can find from another place this is a good time to do it in theory over the long term but we cannot predict the market We do not know what's going to happen in this country or in this world. And so as always, don't forget that this is an educational resource and we do want to share helpful information, but this is an entertainment podcast.
1: That is so true, Michelle. There is actually a meditation by JL Collins in his voice where he helps tranquilize any anxieties that you may have about the market being down. Yes, it sounds kind of hilarious, but also this meditation is really good. And what a great way to connect finances and spirituality. We will definitely link to that in the show notes.
0: Great suggestion, Sammy. For our takeaways today, if you did not even realize that the economy was down right now, we're sorry. Go on with your lives. Enjoy it. But our real takeaway is that this is a really good time To take a look at your finances, take a look at your emergency fund, make sure that you have your ducks in a row, and that it's always important to remember that when you are doing investing, any kind of investing, the goal should be to do investing for the long term, especially when it's money that is important to your survival and important for building your future.
1: I couldn't have said that better myself, Michelle. Use this opportunity to prepare by establishing how much money you want in an emergency fund and also using this opportunity to continue investing if you're able to
0: plus if you're like sammy and you have some new romances in your life a new partner you just got married or you're on a fire dating app maybe now is also a good time to check in with your partner and make sure that you guys are on the same page when it comes to your safety net
1: just fyi to any single people who may be listening I have no active romantic interests, so feel free to call me, email
0: us at. No. <laughs> slide in those DMs, guys. Sammy is available, but only if you are financially responsible. A better reason to slide in our DMs is if you have any feedback about this week's podcast or any of our other podcasts. If you hadn't had the opportunity yet to listen to last week's interview with John and David of the Debt Free Guys and Queer Money Podcast, I highly, highly recommend it. We really had a great conversation with John and David. We really loved all the information they shared. They were so fun to talk to. And so, yeah, take a listen if you haven't already. And especially if you have credit card debt. But even if you don't. That's right, Michelle. If you have credit card debt,
1: their debt lasso method is so creative but also so efficient it's just so interesting to look at
0: outside of dming us you can always send us an email statuspostadulting at gmail.com we do have some stickers left we have smaller ones now so let us know if you want some of those but most importantly be sure to join us next time
1: as we put down the rule book and rethink the status quo